Hey guys, welcome to episode six of the TSB podcast. This week, we had the pleasure of having on Jake and Austin Giraffe, co-founders of Raven 3 Homebuyers. After dropping out of college, both of these brothers sought out for a way to make money with very little investment necessary. They landed up in real estate, buying and flipping homes, and are on track to close 75 plus deals by the end of 2020. So if you're interested in wealth, risk mitigation, and making money in your backyard, this is the episode for you. <sighs> Welcome to the TSB podcast. All right. Cool. So everyone, super excited to have these guys on our podcast today. Today we have on Jake and Austin. These guys are super dope. They created Raven 3 Homebuyers LLC. Really excited to have them on. Jake and Austin, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. What's up, guys? Thanks so much for having us. Guys, if you're not following these guys, they have the best podcast in the world. So thank you so much for allowing us to step in and, get, and bring your, your viewers some value. Appreciate you being here. We're excited to learn what, you're, what you guys are all about and uh, how, how, the, how our followers can learn more about real estate, you know? Awesome. Awesome. Definitely excited Perfect. to be here. Thanks, guys. Of course, Jake. So, guys, I just want to jump right into this. You guys started this amazing company. You guys learned a lot about real estate at a young age. Can you just kind of walk us through kind of your background, both of you, just um, individually, how you guys met and how you guys came up with this idea of Raven 3 Homebuyers? Yeah, so actually, uh, we're actually twin brothers. Um, we're from upstate New York. We both went to college for two years. And after our second year in college, we kind of just said it wasn't for us. So, you know, we looked for another path. We dropped out of school. We moved out of our house and we started Raven 3 Homebuyers. Um, in the beginning, it was tough. You know, we didn't do our first deal for seven months. But like anything else, once you attack it every single day consistently, results start to happen, start to network more, you start to get more opportunities, and you know, start, stuff started to flow. But in regards to my background, I was just a normal college kid, business major, two years at Iona College in New Rochelle, New York, and then came home and got into real estate. We just thought it was a very super lucrative and you know, long-term business where we said, you know, it's, it's going to be around in 50 years. It's not going to not be around. So we wanted mm -hmm. to get into something that was long-term where we can, you know, put a lot of effort into it. Appreciate that. No, that's awesome. Austin, is that kind of somewhat, somewhat similar for you too? You guys just kind of, because it's funny you guys said real estate, you guys both jumped into real estate, but, you know, coming out of college or at least dropping out of college, there are multiple things you could go into. Why did you guys end up going with real estate? There are people who try to do Forex or people who try to do penny stocks and not to put all those in the same category. I'm thinking about asset classes in particular. There are multiple different asset classes you could have went into, but you guys chose to do real estate. Why was that? Yeah, because um, basically we got on something called wholesaling. So with stocks, with penny savers, with all these other assets, you legit need liquidity or ability to have capital to be able to buy those things. So if I want to buy $10 with the Apple stock, I need $10. The thing we do, we started off doing was something called wholesaling, which is basically a niche way to get into real estate with no money down, no credit, no college degree, nothing. So basically what wholesaling is, which is so lucrative to us in the beginning, was you basically find someone's looking to sell their property. Let's say Mary wants to sell a property for 100000 We go approach Mary. We say, look, we're going to buy your property for 100000 We sign paperwork that says we're going to buy our property for 100000 Once we have the paperwork or the binding agreement, we basically have the rights to the property. Now, we have a certain period of time before we actually have to buy our house. During that time frame, most uh, people are actually going to you know, get their money ready and everything, their contractors and their quotes, and then actually go buy it. What we do during that time frame of 30 to 45 days is we go find a Johnny Johnny's a local contractor. He buys and flips homes. And then we go tell Johnny, hey, Johnny, we have this property at 123 Main Street. Can you buy it for 120? 
Johnny goes takes a look. He says, oh, great, great deal, 120, we're good. Now, during those 30, 45 days, we transfer our rights to Johnny. At the closing, Mary, the seller, gets her 100. We get our $20,000 wholesale fee, and Johnny gets his property. Now, to get into the contract, we put down 100 to $500. So now I just turned 100 to 20000 So that's the difference between we getting stocks and other stuff. We just didn't have any cash. We wanted to get cash. Yeah. It's basically a really easy way to get involved and get into real estate with no income, no credit, and yeah, not a lot of money down. But yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it sounds like you can definitely leverage that. What were you going to say, Jay? Yeah, no, I was just going to jump in and ask how tough was mm-hmm. it to work up the courage to drop out of school and pursue something like this? I mean, for me, also you could say what you want. I knew I wasn't getting the most out of school. It wasn't benefiting me. I had a 2.1 GPA. Uh, you know, I just wasn't doing the right things. I wasn't taking the right classes. I was networking here and there, but I just said to myself, if I stay here for another two years, I'm going to come out of school with not a lot, not a lot of skills. Mm-hmm not a lot of anything. So we really wanted to just take that time that summer to really figure out what we wanted to go after. And for us, real estate was just a no brainer. Of course. I mean, and that you say, you mentioned that your first sale didn't come for seven months and having just dropped out of college and for waiting so long for that first sale to come in, what was that feeling like? Was it discouraging or did you just kind of, you know, know that you just had to keep pushing or did you not understand that until that deal actually came in? Well, I mean, we always played sports, so it was kind of the same type of mindset. You got to keep practicing, practicing, practicing. Finally, coach says, yo, hop in the game. You know, it's the fourth quarter. We want you to hit a three-pointer. So kind of with that, that sports background kind of gives the same mentality. It's going to happen. You know, we're almost there, and we just kept pushing. So we don't really look at it as work. I mean, we knew this is where we are going to go down. So we kind of burnt all our other bridges. So there's still the option. I love that. Uh, I think I forgot uh, who says the quote. Maybe Will Smith or something. But he says, "Never have a plan B because it distracts from plan A." Yep. Amen. Yep. Not at all. So I think that's an amazing uh, way to live your life. So, uh, so there was one thing I was curious about. So when you first heard about this real estate flipping, you know, you know, it took you some time to find that first client. What was kind of the biggest? What would you say led to that time? Uh, to that being at seven months before you got that first project? Would you say maybe it was lack of credibility? Um, cause I'm curious now, how do you guys usually generate the majority of your clients? Is it like word of mouth? Do you run maybe Facebook ads or social media ads, but definitely in that beginning. And then now, how are you finding these clients and what was, what would you have done differently in those seven months that I've gotten them a little quicker? So in the beginning, man, we had absolutely, we bought a course. That's how we actually got involved into real estate, $300 mm-hmm. course, how to make money in real estate with no money down, no income and no credit. That's what the course said. So we read it, it was mm-hmm. based on wholesaling, said to ourselves it was a good idea. Um, but we really didn't know how to generate leads, how to talk to sellers, how to negotiate, how to close deals. So we basically just fell flat in our face. First couple of months, <laughs> we're door knocking, we're cold calling, we're getting up at 5 a.m., we're putting bandit signs in the ground. We're not getting a lot of calls, we're not getting a lot of leads. But what had happened was over time, we saw what wasn't working and then we started to figure out what will work. So what, what would work? We got a mentor, we got somebody that would help us out and explain you know, how to to create a real estate business. You know, how do you wholesale? Mm. So, you know, we got connected with the right people. I ended up getting my license, which I really want to thank myself because it was the best investment I ever made in myself. It was a 75 hour mm-hmm. course that took, you know, about two months for me. And when I was doing it, I was like, why am I even doing this? Like, I'm going to get into wholesaling. I really don't even need my license. But, you know, at the end of the day, it paid off insurmountably because I'm able to use that license, not just with wholesaling, with flipping, with wholetailing with, you know, with seller financing deals. So it really did benefit me in the, in the long run. 
what were some of those biggest accomplishments to date that kind of keep you guys moving forward? Like I know that first big sale was the first one, but were there any other huge accomplishments where you're like, yeah, this is worth it? Uh, it was actually our second ever deal. So the first ever deal, um, it was a good deal. We had 15,000. That gave us kind of a proof of concept. You know, once you want yeah. all right, this thing's real. Because for seven months, mm -hmm. we knew it was real, but like, we were like, you know, when's this going to happen? Yeah. So the first deal kind of proved it. And then I think three weeks later, we actually made a six-figure deal wholesale. We made 110000 wow. We actually sold wow. the deal to Jake's dad's friend. Shout out to Chris McGinnis. He bought the product. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, that, after we made the 100 day KD, I'm like, all right, this, this stuff's real. Because some people don't make that in a year. We made that yeah. in a couple uh, – actually made that in a phone call. Yeah. Wow. One phone That's call. One phone call. And getting answer your question from before, I forgot to answer. We forgot to answer your question from before. In the beginning, it was a lot of outbound stuff because I don't know if you guys know, but when you market, it costs money, obviously. So in the beginning, it was door knocking, cold calling, getting word of mouth out there. And after we got that first deal, it was actually from a bandit sign. So bandit signs have been one of the most lucrative marketing strategies for us. But no, nowadays we're doing bandit signs, Facebook ads, PPC, direct mail. We have a door knocking campaign. We cold call. We work with agents in the area where we work with attorneys in the area that pitches deals. Uh, any other ways we get deals off? No, we basically, when we first started off, the reason we didn't get, we didn't get too many clients and Mark was saying was because we, we did everything like not full force. Like we put a couple signs, not a couple mm -hmm. doors. So when you do anything in marketing, it's either you go all in or all out just to get the most effect. So we kind of didn't do any, we did a bunch of things, but everything very small scale. So now what we do is we do one thing at a time, full scale. Move on to the next, move on to the next. So anyways, listen to this and try to get into real estate. I wouldn't do too many things at once just because in life, it's, it's very hard to juggle a million things when you haven't even given a juggle one thing in your hand. Of course. It's, yep, interesting, that, it's interesting that you mentioned that uh, all this business development that you guys took on all yourselves, that you didn't even have any experience in it prior. Uh, I'm also interested to learn about these bad designs you talk about because you said that the most uh, lucrative aspect of business development that you guys have used thus far, right? I think it's definitely one of our best marketing strategies. Yep. They're, yeah, the base of the signs, you, I don't know if you've ever seen them, says we buy houses. Yeah. We put them out. Oh, where you like stick them down? Yeah. Yeah, yeah in the ground. Not everywhere. So wherever, like, wherever they're shopping, they're going to the bank, they're going to the um, AMP, they see us everywhere. So, like, it just comes to a fact where, like, I, I got to sell, I'm going to call these guys. So we try to brand as much as possible. No, of course. Yeah. Try to get that omnipresence, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. I was, I was looking when I was looking at your website. It says you guys sell your houses fast in the Hudson Valley area. So you guys stay pretty local, right? Because is it because you want to be able to see the houses firsthand? Like the reason you're not maybe like moving out to Nebraska or California or anything like that. Is that because you want to like stay within a close proximity? Or is that because you see the best deals kind of in this area? Well, we just love doing business in our backyard. We're from the Hudson Valley yep. area. So we kind of know mostly all of the Westchester cities and towns and Orange County cities and towns like the back of our hand. So we want to build our mm -hmm. portfolio here. Like this is where we want to do business. I'm not saying in the future mm -hmm. we want to buy stuff in other places, but for right now, this is where we started and this is where we're going to really like try to take it to the top. Yeah. So I know you mentioned, yeah, yeah. I know you mentioned mm -hmm. that, you know, it was a tough decision for you for the most part, but you said that it was kind of, you kind of knew that college wasn't for you, but what's some advice that you would give to somebody who's thinking who might be in college and then maybe thinking about possibly trying to get into real estate, what is your biggest piece of advice that you could possibly pass along to them? Um, I would just say if you're in college trying to get into real estate, I mean, like Jason, definitely get your course, get your license, because that's going to bring actually verbiage and education, the, the foundation of it. 
So if you ever try to get into more lucrative things like wholesaling, farm and buying, or whatever the case may be, you're going to be prepared. But again, like the biggest piece of advice is just, if you're going to do it, take massive action because you know, a little action, you're going to, most people end up quitting or failing because they don't take enough action. They ask them, why didn't it work? It didn't work because you didn't take enough action. So I think most people just get stuck on YouTube videos and reading books. That's all good stuff. But if you don't put an action plan together, it's never going to happen. So when we first committed to real estate, we just committed, but we didn't go on YouTube and do a hundred things. We said, all right, knock doors. I'm going to see what works. And I think that's the biggest piece of advice. Just taking action and not really worrying about what's going to happen. Step at a time. Okay. Yeah, no, I really like that because I know, I don't know if you guys ever heard the saying paralysis by analysis. You ever hear yeah, that before? Yeah, yep. Yeah. No, no, no. I see that happen, especially now that we like talk with so many entrepreneurs and looking at where a lot of entrepreneurs go wrong is, yeah, they want to aggregate all this research first before actually taking action. And what that leads to is, of course, little results. And people are saying, oh, this isn't working, but it's like you haven't done anything yet. Yeah. You've aggregated all, you know, you have a dissertation worth of things that you could go off of, but how come you haven't tried to implement one or two of them versus I really like that saying where it's like ready, fire, aim. So don't, don't take all that time <laughs> aiming before you shoot your shot. Just go yeah. ahead and do it. And then, yeah, yeah, build your airplane on the way down. Yeah, the problem, I think, guys, is most people look at failure as failure. I look at it as feedback. There's no really such thing as failure. Really think about it. If you get a math result, let's say you take a test and you get a and you get a 90. Maybe this girl next to you is pissed off because her she didn't need a 95 in everything. And maybe you're really happy because you get 80s. So it results just on person to person. So I don't really look at it as failure, I just look at it as a result. Is, is that the result I wanted? If not, what do I need to change? And if it is, what did I do right and how can I scale that? That's how we look at our business, just what's working and just scale it up. hundred percent. I really like it. And so, and I think you guys are, what I really appreciate you guys too, when I first saw your website, uh, when I first saw your Instagram page was that you guys didn't just have um, your website. You also had Closer University, which it seemed like it was a really inclusive uh, platform where you could help other people who were interested in real estate, build up their knowledge. And that's just awesome that you guys do provide a platform like that, where you also have clear this tendency to want to teach people. When did you guys come up with Closer University and how's that been running that so far? So, well, we came up with it about a month ago. We just mm -hmm. we created a Facebook page. We created a course. The goal is to provide as much value as possible. So, you know, mm -hmm. we have about 450 members in, in a month right now. So we thought it's been going pretty good, actively awesome. posting, giving as much value as we can, showing behind the scenes of what's going on. Uh, we're going to be releasing a coaching program as well soon. So stay mm -hmm. tuned for that. But um, in regards to Close University, we wanted to just help give back because there are a lot of people that are interested in real estate. Like, you know, when you're doing it on a consistent basis, on a day-to-day -day basis, and you're talking to people in the area, you might not get a feel for people all around the world. But when you get on social media and you start to see that there are people that are looking to attend courses and buy courses and go to events and invest in themselves, then you understand that there is value you can provide. Like our business partner, shout out to Tyler Silver. He said it to me today. He goes, I feel like we're doing a disservice by not showing and explaining and giving out what we have because we have so much value and so much knowledge, it would actually hurt us to not provide that. A hundred percent. Now you guys are doing a service to everyone else. And I think that goes without saying that if you do take the time to become even not necessarily an expert, but someone who's well knowledgeable in a certain field, it is on you to give back. You know, if you do amass a bunch of knowledge at all and you give back and as you're saying, provide as much value as possible. So hundred percent really we appreciate that we've you had guys people, are about that. Yeah, I thank you for that. Yeah, we just had people that have given back to us. You know, we've hired mentors, we've went to coaches, we've, we've hired coaches, we've went to masterminds, we've went to events, we've bought, we got involved buying a course. So, you know, life is a circle. So, of course, I mean, what is it like looking back on where you were before having, having, having even begun this without any experience whatsoever and just looking back on the body of work that you've created? Yeah, that must be surreal, right, guys? 
Yeah, it's crazy. Yep. It is yeah. definitely crazy. Yeah, honestly, it's it's been like just one long ride. You know, it's crazy when you can look back and see some of the things you've done in the past. So, what's the next step? Like, what's that next big mountain that you guys want to climb? Um. So the next step is um, we're trying to get everything automated. Like, obviously, every business wants to be and mm-hmm. probably enter some new markets. Um, grow this really automated and stuff like that. And the goal is to own as many apartment buildings as possible. We're trying to do a thousand plus units as soon as possible. So get into apartments um, and get a lot of passive income, which everybody wants, you know, call mailbox money. Yeah, no, literally can't complain with that. <laughs> Go to it, sleep right? and get some money in the mail, right? Netflix, exactly. Netflix and get paid. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Much better than Netflix and chill. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm man. curious, guys, though, uh, with everything that's going on right now, you know, COVID-19, you have this huge uh, pandemic going on. Everyone's locked indoors. How has that affected your business, if at all? No, it's actually, I'm not saying it's a blessing because I got Corona, so I know it's not. It was, really? <laughs> but, but we're actually able to help a lot of people out now. Now we kind of look at the clients and see who's actually serious about selling and who's not. And if they're serious, we offer them our time and we provide them our service. And a lot of people just need to get their, their, their money cashed out. And you can't call a realtor because a real estate agent legally can't even show the house right now. So the only real people that are actually buying or investing mm. right now, most of the time, unless it's like a vacant property, that's okay. But most homeowners that, you know, don't need to sell aren't selling. So we're, we're helping people out. We need to help. And um, we're just trying to make as many connections as possible and help as many people out as possible. Of course. No, I like that. And so, and this is one thing that you guys were talking about before, but I actually didn't get to mention, of course, you guys are doing real estate, but a big portion of real estate, as you were saying, was being able to close the deal. Right. So there is a sales aspect to real estate. And I know that a lot of people, whenever I like listen to, you know, Ty Lopez or anyone who's like made it out, you know, one of these bigger entrepreneurs, they always say every single one talks about the importance of having a sales job at some point because oh, yeah. it builds up this mental fortitude and it kind of makes you a little more resilient. So tell, talk to me about how, were you guys natural salesmen or was that a skill that you guys had to build up, a confidence you had to build up along the way? <laughs> well, I mean, Austin, you could take that. You could take, I'll, I'll finish after you. I mean, we started when we were 18 or 17 and a half. Our first job was door knocking in the Bronx. And then I went to oh. Bronx, New York. There's not friendly people over there. Yeah. That one summer, I got bit like seven dogs. Like, I almost got shot twice. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think we're natural salesmen, but we learned a lot through trial and error. We've always been, people always have liked us, which is a good thing. We're actually like, we actually care about people who provide service. We're not in it like sleazy investors. We actually provide a service and we care about it. So, I think people mm-hmm. understand that we come off the right way and that's helped out a lot. We've definitely over the past two years developed some serious negotiation techniques and stuff, and we train our sales team to be the best. And obviously, negotiation is very a part of it. So we focus on sales heavily. We were not good with sales, but we were good with people. And the number one skill in sales is first being able to actively listen, which most people don't do, and two, mm-hmm. learning how to build rapport, which again most people don't do. They're always in it for themselves. So we just we just train our guys to focus on them and not too much about us, and uh, just listen and see see how we can help. I used to always just. When I was going to appointments, just over talk, and I was like, I'm not getting any deals closed. So when I switched it around to let them talk and tell me yeah. the situation, the numbers went up. So I was like, all right, let's just, you know, this, this is the best way to do it. Just actively listen and actually hear what they're saying. It's a learned skill for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, Jake, what about you? Um, I mean, I'm not thing. a natural born salesman like my brother Austin is. Like, he's the real <laughs> deal. Like, he's the next Jordan Belfort. But I like to be more of the integrator. <laughs> You know, I love hiring. I love operations. I love processes. So, you know, we're a good team. We're like, you know, yin and yang. Um, we try to, uh, like, I like to say Shaq and Kobe, too. We fight a lot, but we win a lot, man. We fight a lot, but we win a lot. That's all siblings, man. No, I, I hear that. 
it's funny that you were saying, because the very first thing you said was the biggest thing was listening. And I feel like that is a skill. Did any of you guys ever read The Way of the Wolf? You guys probably both saw Wolf of Wall Street, but did you ever read his book, Way of the Wolf? Yeah, well, I read it. Yeah. You read it? Yeah, no, yeah. when you were saying that, one of my, you know, one of the favorite scenes from that book that I was thinking about was when Jordan was saying that he had some cocky, cocky uh, salesman yeah, yeah, come yeah, into yeah. to the sales floor. Yeah, yeah. And he that's the whole sell me this pen thing. That's like where it originated was that scene. Yeah. And he was like telling this guy, sell me this pen. And he just starts spewing off all oh, this pen was made, you know, and so-and-so is made with this fine leather, whatever. Clearly, Jordan just pulls the pen from him and his boy <laughs> walks in, whoever Jonah, Jonah Hill's character was, and he goes, you know, like Jonah, like sell me this pen. And he goes, when was the last time you used a pen? And the guy was yeah. like, I don't use pens. He goes, well, then take your fucking pen bag. I don't buy to people who aren't buyers. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. It's just, like, it's like, you have to yeah. ask questions. Yeah, if you just start spewing off at the mouth and you just start talking, you don't even know if the person you're talking to is in the market for the service you're providing. Yeah. So yeah. having, yeah, because people just love to hear the sound of their own voice. Yeah. Very few people can do what you're talking about, which is listen, find where the pain points are, and then work on those. Yeah, and, um, exactly. A shout out to Nick Sharma, who actually introduced Marcus and I to that book. He was our third interview. Uh, awesome interview. And he showed yeah. up. But guys, yeah, I think that was all the questions we had for you on our end. We're kind of learning more about real estate and about what you guys do. What I do want to do right now, though, is give you guys an opportunity to let our viewers know where they can learn more about you, maybe get in contact with you, find out some of your courses. So the stage is all yours right now. Yeah, guys, for first, thank you so much for having me on the show. Again, like I said, guys, these guys are providing a lot of value, so stay, in, stay tuned and listen to them. But one piece of advice I would just say is, you know, a lot of, me and Jay grew up, and a lot of people, parents, friends, family, friends, neighbors, they said you cannot do something. So one piece of advice I would just give is, you know, the people who said you cannot do something, they probably are saying that because they can't do it, and they're trying to instill that into you. So if you're trying to get into real estate, trying to get into stocks, whatever that might be, just go with your gut. And if your gut says do it, just move forward with it, and don't, don't, don't turn back. Um, that's my piece of advice. And follow me on uh, Instagram at the T H E Austin Durath, D E R, two A's and two F's. And you can go to Closer University on Facebook. It's our group, free group, no paid. And you can stay tuned for all real estate advice, tips, et cetera. And you can reach out to us for any questions. You can follow me at jake.durath on Instagram, Closer University, our Facebook page. We're going to continue to keep blowing it up, continue to provide as much value as we can. And, um, Thank you guys so much for having us on. Hey, listen, guys. Hey, man. No, you heard it here first. This is an awesome interview. Um, my closing thoughts was I learned a ton about real estate. Um, just in the short time, looking forward to continuing to see, to speak with you guys moving forward, about continuing to build the relationship. Marcus, any thoughts? No, yeah, definitely. Just appreciate you guys. Hope you're all staying well. I mean, at least you already got Corona now, so you don't have to worry about <laughs> that coming back back into <laughs> the picture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get it out your system nice and early. So, but no, yeah, guys, thank you. I really appreciate any time we can get someone on here and just like give out, you know, the free knowledge. I know your guys' time is super valuable. So I just appreciate you guys took this time out of your day to speak with us. Really means a lot. No problem. If you guys have any questions you guys want to learn or you guys have any anything you want to do, hit us up anytime. We'll do, guys. You guys take care. See you, guys. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, it'd mean a lot to us if you could leave a five-star review on Apple Music or whatever platform you're listening to this on. Also, feel free to subscribe so that you never miss another interview where we bring on a wildly successful entrepreneur and pick their brain on how to build and scale a successful business. Until next time.